Hello and welcome to the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. It is Q&A time, so let's crack on with the four questions that I've got this week. Question number one, how can I speed my recovery up between training sessions? That is from Jeff. Thank you very much, Jeff. So priority number one and number two when it comes to recovery will always be sleep and proper nutrition. This is going to do the vast majority of the work for you. So always put as much energy as you can into these two things. When it comes to sleep, we're looking for the basics, eight hours, unbroken in a consistent manner. So regular sleep and wake times as much as possible. But I know for a lot of you guys out there, that isn't always possible, whether it's work, whether it's young kids, those sorts of things. So when it comes to sleep, just focus on the routine and the bits that you can control things around your sleep hygiene. So making sure you've got as much of a routine as you can, make sure your room's nice and dark, make sure it's the right temperature, make sure you're getting screens and bright lights off within an hour of your bedtime routine those things are going to help you maximize the sleep that you can get even if you do get woken up you have it broken with little kids those sorts of things as well when it comes to nutrition we're just going to look to make sure that we get enough calories that are going to help us fuel but also recover from the exercise that we've done on a daily or every other day basis so we're not looking for any huge calorie deficits even if you want to lose weight to so just maintain it at five to ten percent of a calorie deficit and then work from there and make sure you get enough protein in. So ideally, 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilo of your body weight per day. If that seems like a huge number when you do the maths, just gradually build yourself up to that over time because every little bit extra you can add in will help. And also make sure you get enough carbs in because they're going to be the, the body's preferred fuel for high-intensity activity like weightlifting, like I recommend, but also for the recovery from that and getting a good amount of that in after workouts both in terms of proteins and carbs and basically fat just makes up the rest and it should be a smaller amount of your macronutrient uptake assuming that you have those number two ticked off and you want some extra bits on top number three i would say is a proper training program that progresses you at the right rate so it's going to have no huge spikes in volume or intensity just gradual increases that your body can get used to over time it's much easier to work uh, sorry, it's much easier to recover from workouts that are just gradually slightly harder rather than having some easy ones and just slamming a massively hard one in on top and having your whole kind of training program being a little bit closer towards the minimum effective dose. So the least amount of training you can do while still getting a positive return rather than pushing it up as quickly as you can to the maximum tolerable volume, which is the most amount of work you can do while still recovering because if anything changes and then you can't recover from it, it's a massive input into the system that's going to be really hard to recover from. This is why I recommend strength training more than kind of HIIT workouts, circuit classes, Metcons, those sorts of things, because it's really easy to predict and recover from because it does have those small regular increases. Whereas HIIT workouts, they have that super high heart rate, a really much higher and much more unpredictable recovery demand, and they can leave you feeling really drained for a lot longer. I always recommend when I'm talking about recovery for people to kind of look past the fads, so things like massage guns, cold water therapy, uh, specific supplements, because they often aren't proven. And I'm in the business of helping you guys save time. So that is both being efficient with the time that we use, but also making sure that you don't waste your time on anything that isn't proven to work. So I don't recommend those. If you do really want to add something in, along those lines you really can't be a proper soft tissue therapy from a highly qualified professional if you're local to me in Bournemouth and Paul just search for recover stronger I'm totally biased full disclosure she's my wife but she is 
the best in the area, Kate. So if you do want to add something into your week to speed up your recovery, proper soft tissue therapy on a regular basis recommended by the practitioner is going to be the best thing that you can add in a million times better than any massage goals, massage guns, any cold water therapy, any specific supplements that are being sold to you as huge recovery benefiting things if that makes sense so hopefully there's a few things you can just think about in terms of how you can speed recovery up in between sessions so you can go harder more frequently and get better results into the second questions this is adapted from conversation i've been having one of my clients recently called anna she's absolutely crushing it um alongside a relatively busy and stressful life so she's just absolutely crushing it but the question that we've been answering kind of on on the or over the last few weeks has been, can you do all of your strength movements in one session or, sorry, can you do all of your strength movements in one session and then do two accessory sessions or is it best to do a strength movement in each session and then follow that with the accessories, which is the pattern that I normally go for? So the simple answer is yes, you can. You can put all your big strength movements in one session and do all the accessories in separate sections. I would say that to do them in separate sessions, so have one main lift and then some accessory movements afterwards is in theory more optimal in the air quotes because these are high demand exercises. So when you do one of them, the following exercises will have a reduced capacity because you've had, you have exerted yourself to a high level on that strength lift. Plus those lifts we put in because we know they can have a really big impact on the things that you're looking for, whether it is strength, whether it is physique, whether it's whatever. So we do those first to make sure we can put the most energy in them to get the most return back from them. But if optimal, in the air quotes, isn't actually optimal for you in your situation, which is the case for Anna, it is then not optimal at all. Your workout split for you is essentially what helps you fit your training volume and your training needs into your week as easily as possible, focusing on adherence. So we've changed Anna's program around to make it easier for her to fit to it do the sessions that she needs to do, do the work that she needs to do just by changing the order of those exercises just around the availability of kits at peak times in those gyms. And it just makes it much, much easier to do it. It means it's going to help you be more consistent in actually ticking off the totality of the work that we want you to do. And then that is going to be a million times more optimal than missing the odd bit here and there because you can't get on the kit, if that makes sense. So what is optimal in theory isn't always optimal in practice. So absolutely, you can move your sessions around and do full-on accessory sessions and do all your strength stuff in one singular session in your week if you want to okay on to question number three so how much stronger can you expect to get in one training phase and this question is from chris thank you chris so let's just work through the basics first and foremost so a training phase for me is usually 12 to 16 weeks long in the absence of any sort of external deadline like a competition that's because it gives you enough time to build up to earning a PB and it to be a significant sort of PB on the lifts that we're looking to test. If you do them much shorter, you might get something out, but you're not going to have enough time to accumulate the work that you need to do to build up a significant one. So you can get significantly stronger in a training phase as long as you drag it out. Almost the longer that you drag it out, kind of within reason, the bigger benefit you can expect as long as you don't spend a long period of time in that kind of overreaching period in the middle of a training program and then tapering down. You want to get in and out of that relatively quickly, but the more work you can accumulate, potentially the bigger the benefit you'll get at the end of the training phase. And then strength, just to dig into that before we get into the actual answer to the question. So strength 
is generally measured on something that I would call an indicator lift. So that would be the things that I was just talking about that would be kind of the first exercise in your session doing three to four of those lifts across a week. So things like squats, bench presses, overhead presses, deadlifts, rows, pull-ups, those sorts of big multi-joint, multi-muscle group exercises, compound exercises where we can kind of use the totality of your strength across uh, a system, kind of upper body pushing, pulling, lower body, squatting, hinging, those sorts of things. So the strength that we're looking to gain are going to be more specifically on those sorts of movements and then how much you can expect to get in one training phase of 12 to 16 weeks depends a little bit on your training age. So as a newbie, somebody newer to the gym, you can expect quicker gains because you're going to get the biological side of things. You're going to be building muscle. You're going to be able to exert more force through that muscle. But there's also the confidence side of things. You're going to get more and more comfortable with your lifts. So you're going to be more comfortable pushing yourself to a higher extent, which is going to result in bigger lifts anyway. And also you're going to be developing the skill of lifting. So you're going to become more coordinated, more balanced. And again, that's going to help you just exert more force. So all of those things combined as a newbie you can expect quicker kind of gains in strength as an older trainer your progress will be slower um, and a little bit lower within a singular training block because you will have already built up a lot of the confidence there won't be many more gains to get there you will have built up a lot of the skill on the exercise so there won't be many gains there so you literally just relying on your body to adapt which can be a slow progress when it's already done a lot of adaptation over the years it's going to be harder to get those absolute limits out of you essentially so at the very top end on a lift something like a squat bench deadlift overhead press or row you could get 10 to 20 percent increase on a lift kind of within your first two years training phase to training phase that would be relatively realistic to achieve at the bottom end you might be looking at one percent improvement two and a half percent improvement maybe five percent improvement if you've been lifting for five to ten years consistently you're gonna have to work harder for those bits of progress so it depends a little bit on where you're at with your training age your experience and those sorts of things but it could be anywhere within a tiny little bit up to about 20 percent on a lift okay and then final question what supplements do you recommend this question is from martin thank you martin so first one a protein powder if you're struggling to hit that 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight, I would recommend you get in a protein shake because it's just going to be a real easy, really quick win. And it's going to make a really big difference to your gym performance, your recovery, and also your physique. So I personally take the My Protein Impact away currently. And I'll also often use Awesome Supplements Vegan Protein. Their chocolate salted caramel one tastes absolutely amazing. For the my protein one i also have chocolate caramel because that one seems to sit a lot nicer in my stomach than any one of their other flavors i've tried other ones they do not sit well but for some reason the chocolate caramel does and it tastes nicely tastes nicely tastes nice so those are the ones that i use i would recommend having a protein powder if you're struggling to hit your protein targets by a long way very consistently because it'll just help you get up there sooner and reap the benefits from it i'd also recommend that you take a creatine monohydrate supplement there's a load of creatine variations out there. A lot of them will be higher priced if they are not monohydrate, but monohydrate is the best one and it is often the cheapest one. So get on there. It is the most tested supplement out there, both in terms of safety and in terms of efficacy and how much it works. It's going to help support your strength training performance, which is going to help you build more muscle and also get stronger quicker. And it essentially works by giving you a little bit more kind of in the moment energy. So if you're doing a hard set, of reps on a big exercise it might help you get kind of one to two additional reps at the end of a set which is obviously going to accumulate a lot 
over time. So I would get creatine monohydrate in there as well. I've got a blog post on this on my website, which goes into a little bit more detail. So pop onto coachingwood.com and search it on the blog on there and you can read all about it there. I would also recommend for pretty much everybody to take vitamin D, especially if, if you live in the UK, in the winter months because the sun goes bye-bye as we don't see it for ages. And we generally get a lot of our vitamin D from sun exposure on our skin. Through the winter, we don't get that. And it does, a lack of vitamin D does affect our health. It affects our mood. It affects our immune function, all kind of related to that lack of sun. So just a super quick supplementation of that. It's dead easy to do. The tablets are teeny tiny. It's literally like the smallest thing in the world to do. So I would recommend getting that in as well. Other things that I recommend on a case-by-case basis would be electrolytes. If you're a heavy sweater in the gym and you're doing a lot of additional cardio work that leaves you sweating a lot, I am this person. It's part of becoming dehydrated. You lose the fluid, but you also lose the electrolytes, so the vitamins and minerals, particularly the minerals in um, the sweat that come out through the skin, kind of like the white marks that it leaves on your clothes after a workout. They need to be replaced. So having a serving of electrolytes either after a workout or the way that I do it, especially in the summer when it's hot overnight. I sweat in my sleep. Super attractive, I know, but it's what I do. So I'll have some in the morning just to make sure I start my day nice and hydrated, which is going to help my performance later on in my training sessions. So I would recommend electrolytes if you are a heavy sweater, particularly in the summer. And then if you're somebody who's struggling with um, soreness around workouts and you're just generally feeling quite fatigued for a long time and you maybe can't put your finger on why try a magnesium and zinc supplement pre-bed i do it myself and i do notice a benefit uh, sorry i do notice a difference when i stop doing it not necessarily when i am doing it but when i take that supplement out i do notice the difference in terms of soreness and just generally just being a little bit flat magnesium and zinc are two things that we deplete as we train hard and regularly so we do want to replace those in you would have those pre-bed. It may help you feel like you're sleeping a little bit deeper and a little bit better, which is one of the benefits that I will feel from it. And you want to be taking that about half an hour to 60 minutes before bed on an empty stomach to get the best benefit from it. Again, if you want to know a little bit more about this, just drop me a question on Instagram at Coach Ian Wood, and I will answer all your questions specifically on supplements for you. That's all the questions that I've got today. Thank you very much for sending those in. If you want to know a little bit more about working with me, make sure you check out www.coachianwood.com. If you put a forward slash kickstart on there at the moment, you'll get all the information about my current Black Friday offer, which is the 4321 offer on my eight-week kickstart. So if you sign up to my eight-week kickstart by Monday the 27th, you will get four weeks of free training, basically to get you from now through until the new year. Because I know this is a hard time for you to commit to training as a busy person with a lot going on and with that thought of Christmas being on the horizon. So I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you to get started by giving you those first four weeks for free. And then you get eight weeks of solid training and coaching afterwards that you have actually paid for. You'll also get three free fat loss recipe guides that are instantly scannable within my fitness pal so you don't have to kind of input every individual ingredient on there they're super tasty super simple and really easy to track you'll get two check-ins with me every month one-to-one and you'll also get a group check-in week to week to keep you accountable to the things that we are asking you to do to make sure you stick to it and you get the biggest result from you meaning that you get one guaranteed result at the end or your money back so check out www.coachianwood.com forward slash kickstart to learn a little bit more about that otherwise i will see you i won't see you because this is a podcast and it's just audio you will hear me in the next episode